to the Broncos Avenue podcast. This is Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. Joined by my co-host here today, the one and only Trayton. Today, what's we're... up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks. Uh, how about how about yourself? You know, can't complain. Living as usual. Just taking it day by day, enjoying life. Life is a gift. And yes, sir. What else? And then another thing that's a gift is you know seeing the Broncos with finally a quarterback that can take this team to the promised land. <clears throat> oh, of course. And so going and off that. Oh, yeah, that too. And so that's actually, you know, I, I like that you bring that up because that's actually a good intro to today's episode. Um, we actually have a Q&A. Um, a few days ago, I had you guys on my Instagram ask a few questions regarding our 2022 rookie draft class. And so today we're going to pick a select few questions and we're going to just uh, – answer those between me and Trayton today and so first we're going to start off by uh, will Damari Mathis get some reps at slot corner so our rookie um, corner out of Pittsburgh drafted there in the third uh, what was it third or fourth round I believe it was the third yeah third round yeah so um, we took Benito Dulcich and then Damari Mathis there in the third we had two third round picks so yeah Damari Mathis there in the third um, I personally like to pick really get physical corner. He's also, he can be fast. Um, he can keep, he, I feel like he's one of those players that doesn't shy away from competition. He's going to be able to step in there really fast and, you know, help out where we need him to. And so going off that, I feel like, uh, yeah, he will get some reps at slot considering we just lost, um, arguably one of the best slot corners um, in the entire uh, NFL in Bryce Callahan to the LA Chargers. He re reunites with uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon Staley on that sh really short one. By the way, that really, you know, we didn't talk about that. A one-year deal literally was like what a veteran minimum is like a little over 1 million. That was insane to me. I mean, we're talking about Bryce Callahan. That's one of my favorite players in our secondary over the last few years. Yeah, man, he was definitely one of one of the most valuable players in our secondary too. I mean, I believe it was uh, 2020 where he was uh, he had a top three PFF uh, coverage rating, and yeah. you know, I, and I do I definitely think that the draft picking with Kwan Williams probably sliding into that spot now. Um, you know, I I do think that Mathis is going to get reps, and I think this year is going to be a really good learning year for him. Mm -hmm. um, he, you know, he's got a lot of good traits that I love. I love seeing prospects out of college come with, you know, um, he's got, he's got great recovery instincts up the line. You know, he can take the punishment at the line of scrimmage. He can, and he has the recovery speed. He has the, he has the speed, the physicality, everything you want in a corner. Um, and so, yeah, I, th I think this year will be a good, I think this year will be a good, a good year for him to get some reps and uh, kind of just sit off to the side and learn for the most part of this year and come in if, if injuries deem that necessary. But, um, you know, I think, I do think in year two or three, I think we could see him mold into a starter and possibly one of the, one of the better slot corners in the league. Yeah. I like that a lot. I, to me, just his physicality is what stands out most in his game. Um, he's got potential written all over him. I like to pick a lot. We've seen in constant, constantly in the last few years, you know, Nate Harrison having to step in through multiple injuries and other corners that have to step in just because there's been so many injuries in that corner room. And, you know, speaking of Bryce Callahan, that's definitely one of those reasons, aside from Quan Williams kind of pushing him out there, um, injuries have been just plaguing him. And that's ultimately, I feel like what 
got him out of you know the scene because Bryce Callahan was like maybe maybe behind Justin Simmons the best player in the secondary we've had within the last three years on that three-year contract we gave him so the only thing I could think of was literally just the the availability and availability is really important in today's NFL so moving on we have um let's look here we have uh L underscore Jaden underscore L asks, who do you think our best rookie is going to be in 2022? Um, yeah, this is probably a pretty common answer, but I mean, I'd have to go right off the right, right off with their first pick in uh, Nick Benito. Exactly. And that's just, and mostly that's just because I think he's going to get the most amount of reps out of everyone. Um, I definitely think Dolchich, I mean, Dolchich and Benito are kind of the, the popular answers, but I, I think those are definitely the most realistic options just because they'll be getting the most reps. Um, I think Dolchich, uh, and I'm interested to see how, uh, how many reps Dolchich and like how, how much we have him out there for his rookie year and how we uh, work, work him in with Albert Okuebunam and see how we can fit him into the offense. And then uh, Benito, I think, I, I think it's a very real chance that he could become a starter this year. So um, you know, I, I think, I think those would be the two to look out for the most, um, a, everything after that, you know, I think, and like going back to Mathis, I think, I think this year will mostly be, I, I definitely think we could see flashes, but I think this year will mostly be like a learning year for him. And you could probably say the same about that for the rest of our draft picks. You know, most of those picks are just mainly for depth and things, things like that. And just injury. So, um, you know, I, I, I think Benito and Dolchich would definitely be my top two on that list. What about you? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's pretty obvious. This is an easy one. Um, it's got to be Benito. I mean, Benito obviously was our first player that we took, and he's the best player out of our draft class, you know, considering he went earlier than all of them. And he's kind of a situation right now where he's sitting, but uh, I mean, no offense to Randy Gregory and – Bradley Chubb, but he's kind of sitting behind two veteran injury-prone pass rushers. So he's going to get his opportunities. Um, and actually, I wanted—I was right about to, you know, give a little insight on this, but someone actually asked this question. It was George underscore VS20. He asked, will, will Nick Benito be a middle linebacker or an outside linebacker? What do you think? You what do you think uh, this team envisions for him? Do you think it's kind of going to be a little mixture of both, like what they're kind of doing, Baron Browning? What do you think they're going to, you know, finally take an edge player and just keep him on that side, or kind of shift him between, you know, off ball and on ball? You know, I de I definitely think uh, with what the, like just with how our defense looks as of now. I, I think it's a possibility that he could do a little bit of both, but right now the way I'm leaning is more of, I, I think they're envisioning him more as like an outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's uh, when it comes to outside linebackers, you know, speed is like really valuable. And that's one of, that's one of Nick Benito's uh, biggest traits is his speed and explosiveness. So I think he'd be, I, I think he is the perfect mold at that position. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree on there. Noah San Pat. Noah Senpalo asks, which one of your picks, which one of our picks do you think will turn out to be a hidden gem? This is a good question. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. I like those questions because it seems like they're it seems like in every draft we we uncover uh, like an unhidden or a hidden gem in the draft. And, you know, even and I, I don't really think for a, a hidden gem, I don't really even think that they have to be a 
a starter, I think that that can really be anyone who like who greatly outperforms expectations. And I, for me, I, I honestly think that could be a corner fail on Hicks. I think he could be, and he was, I, was I actually, that. yeah, I actually believe he was our last pick in the seventh round, but um, yeah. I, I honestly, just from what the tape that I've seen his, his traits on and off on and yeah, on and off the field, I think he could mold into a very, a very serviceable, very serviceable depth piece. You know, I think he could come in and play at times in certain packages and I think he could be a very serviceable option for this team in the future. Yeah, at the first initial uh, look at that pick, it appears to be that he's going to be, uh, you know, as every late round pick, they are going to be, you know, prioritized uh, have to having a, you know, contribution on special teams. But I feel like uh, with what I've seen or reports, Fayon Hicks is playing really good so far in OTAs the first few days. And even in yeah. just rookie mini, mini camp. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Is uh, like I, I mean, we're we're just a few days into into camp and uh, mini camp, and uh, I've already heard multiple reports that he's impressing. And I mean, and that's how you get reps. That's how you get reps on the field is contributing on special teams. And I, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of how uh, most rookies are, uh, and especially late around picks. You know, special teams you're you're kind of doing the grunt work to begin with, but performing in that role even though it may not be the the flashiest or the most fun or the best role on the team flashing in that role and showing your work ethic in that role can lead to bigger opportunities. And I think Fallon Hicks could be, could definitely be a candidate to be a hidden gem in this draft. Yeah. I'm really excited about him. You can't have an, uh, enough good corners uh, in this league, especially on this roster and Noah underscore 1661 asks, who's your favorite athlete of this rookie class? Me personally, I just got to say, Montreal Washington is a freak of nature. Watching his highlights is like in a thing. It's a thing to watch and something to get you extremely motivated. What do you think? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Montre, and that's the thing. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a great addition to the special teams. And I even think that he could come in and play play receiver at times. You know, too. I uh, just watching oh, yeah. his college tape. Not necessarily. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's the role that you want him in, but I think he's capable of it. And I think he could be a, a really solid depth piece also. But yeah, I think that's going to greatly elevate our special teams. And I, I think Dan, and I think him and Dwayne Stukes is a great pairing too. I'm not even going to lie to you. I honestly, I like Nick, I like the Nick Benito pick a lot. Um, that, that was a very predictable pick. I saw that coming. Um, I don't know. To me, honestly, Montreal Washington might be my favorite pick. And that that that's kind of crazy to say, but he's just one of those players who's extremely entertaining. Um, Javante Williams is my favorite pick last year. And, you know, I'm just kind of one of those guys I like to bring in, you know, energetic, competitive, entertaining guys to watch. I personally like watching, you know, offense um, and the return game more than defense but you know just me personally my opinion uh mantra washington definitely one of my top two favorite picks in their rookie class so <clears throat> going off of that um and by the way who is your favorite uh you know rookie, rookie that we drafted um that, see that's a tough one I, I i'm not gonna lie this draft i don't know it, it seemed kind of uh I don't know if it was just because we didn't have a first round pick. And yeah. I, I feel like every year we're, we're like in the quarterback conversation. So it's possible that it just felt different this year, but I, I'm honestly, I, I'm not a huge fan of, I, I like what we did. I'm just not like bullish over this draft and I'd probably have to go the, 
kind of like the mainstream, the popular opinion, which is Nick Benino. I just think just because I think he's going to have the biggest impact on this team um, again. And then going back from a value standpoint, I'd probably have to say Fayon Hicks, but just overall player. Okay. And in terms of who I think is going to make the biggest impact, I'd, I'd have to say Benito. Yeah, I like that a lot. And, you know, um, also we have we have a few people that asks who uh, we who we thought were like steals of the draft. Um, just you know, little credit to USC kid Connor and a few others that also asked that question. Um, my boy Shay made it. Uh, personal shout out to you, um, one of my homeboys, support of the podcast and the page. Really appreciate you. He has two questions for us today. Shay made it asks. Um, first question: What picks did you think were reaches, and which picks do you think were steals? I like this question a lot. Um, to be honest, I can't really say, I I can't really say that there's a player that I really, uh, didn't like the value at where we drafted them. Um, and I mean, you know, and and that's the thing I, I mainly, when it comes to value, I'm mainly looking at more like the first three to four picks rather than, um, the late six to seventh rounders, because I mean, once you get to that point in the draft, I mean, players can have values that could go up like into the fifth round or they could go undrafted. Yeah. Um, and at that point, it's just kind of when, when you get later in the draft, I, th- I feel like it com- becomes more of a shot in the dark and it's harder to evaluate um, value. But I, I would say if I had to if I had to say and I wouldn't even necessarily call this a reach. I just don't really like the the positional value at where we picked him. And that would be Dolchich. Same. Yeah, I 100 percent agree on that. We we even talked about this a little um, on know, the last. Off, yeah, a little off the mic. Um, and it, even in the past episode, you know, the Dulce's pick, I like the player. We both like me and you, we both like the player. Um, he's been even regarded as the best tight end in the class by some, you know, analysts and scouts. It's just the thing is, I don't know, to me, I'm not entirely sure tight end was like needed. Like we even talked about this, like we were like, you know, if Trey, we have Albert O on the roster, if Trey McBride were to fall there in like the second or third round, um, I'll be pretty upset if we took him and Trey McBride, in my opinion, is better than Greg Dulcich. And so I don't know, to me, if I had to put a label as like a re like a quote reach on a player, then yeah, it might be um, Dulcich. Another one, I feel uh, I've seen a few other fans even say this, Ayuma Wazirike. I've seen a few fans say that that pick was a reach. Um, he was graded a little bit lower as well. And even other analysts grade him a little bit higher. So you can have your opinion on that. Um, I don't know that, that pick, that pick also, he's like a defensive tackle slash edge. That pick kind of makes sense. Cause like, you don't know what your future is with Mike Purcell. He might be a cut. Um, I love Mike Purcell by the way, but he might be a cut after, you know, preseason wraps up. Um, he, he'd be a good replacement there. I mean, we got DJ Jones, um, but he also played uh, quite a few reps at, um, at the edge position there at Iowa State. So to me, those picks, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if they made the world sense. I feel like uh, George Payton's uh, – I even tweeted this. I feel like George Payton's you know, whole approach to this whole draft was BPA, best player available. So he did what he thought um, – who he was – you know, get, he took who he thought is getting the best players at those um, respective positions and uh, spots in the draft. And so, you know, going off that, we also have, you know, the whole um, – who do who you think were the steals of the draft? Who 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 did you personally think was you know one of those players where you thought you know 
you, you might may have seen us get them in like a earlier spot or a different team getting an early spot and then we end up taking them at, at our spot um and uh, uh, this is another kind of just poppy and i know actually a lot of people may not agree with me here but i was actually a lot higher on benito than most people were coming into the draft so when we picked up it may not have come as a, a surprise to others but when we picked up benito at where he was um, I, I was fairly surprised that he was still there. And I was like, I, I was really happy with the pick. Um, I had him, I like, I honestly could have, I, I could have had a first round grade on him. Uh, I could have seen him, like I could have had a, a team pick him in the late twenties. And I don't think it would have been a bad pick from a value standpoint at all. So I think that would probably be, be where we got the best value in the draft. Yeah, I think even like the I think maybe the Broncos front office had a first grade uh, first round grade on him. I think more real, realistically, it was like an early second round grade. But still, if you guys watch that behind the Broncos episode on the Broncos YouTube channel, they were debating um, between one player or it was Benito, which I still have no clue who the other player was. But they were apparently debating between him and the other player. Then once it came to that pick and they took Benito. Um, I, I even saw, um, heard George Payton say like, you know, Benito at 64, holy shit. Like, you know, the fact that they even you know, put that in there and we got to saw that was cool and just shows that, you know, how, how crazy it was that Benito, a player of his, you know, skill, talent, and, you know, potential, his skill set flew, uh, slid all the way to 64. So, you know, we definitely got a steal there. You know, if any player in this draft is, you know, a crazy steal out of, you know, the seven or so players that we took, it was definitely Nick Benito. So the next question that we have from Shay is, which rookie will contribute the season um, more than we might expect? So who will be a surprise? Hmm. Uh, you know, and that's, I, I think I might go back to Faye on Hicks. I, if he continues, if the reports are accurate and he continues on the pace that he is, um, and I mean, you know, it, it, like I never want to like forecast injuries, but you know, I mean, they have, they happen every year. And uh, I, I would assume that there's going to be an opportunity if he continues with his play and impresses in camp and preseason. And I, I actually, I do think, you know, preseason, I think will be uh, really imperative for a guy like him. Uh, and I think if he can, if he can perform well in those scenarios, then I feel like he, he could, by the time the season starts, I feel like he can have himself lined up uh pretty decently on the depth chart and i think we could see him contribute uh more than we think i mean i'm not gonna argue i'm not gonna disagree with that that's some good stuff there and so um i don't know why this is asked but otf uh snj1 asks who is the hottest rookie <laughs> man that's a question i couldn't answer uh, <laughs> why not well, shit, man. That's that's that, that's a good question. We, you know what? We might have to we might have to dive into that. Uh, you know what? We need to like do a, a whole episode just dedicated to like the cutest and most sexy Broncos. That's what I was gonna say. I think we might have to <laughs> dissect that on a later pod. That would be. I feel like that would be a good content. I, I feel like that would be great content. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's okay. I'm gonna skip that. I'm not gonna say anything regret. I don't want to upset Javante. Anyways, going on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, last question is, um, who was your least favorite draft pick in this class? This is a good one. I'll let you go first. Um, 
again, I'd, I'd probably have to go back to, to Dolchich because, and, and again, it's hard for me to have any like real criticisms on the late round guys because they're late round guys for a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, and there, there is a lot of areas and like, I, I could go down the entire list and there's a lot of areas where those guys can improve, um, improve their game. And I think a lot of them could become like serviceable NFL players, you know, and I think they could all contribute to the team, but you don't really, you don't really expect that. I'd, I'd probably have to go back to Dolchich. And again, I, there's nothing wrong with the player. Uh, I love the player actually. And, you know, it, I could end up being horribly wrong here, here in just a few months. Um, but again, I just value, I, I value value in the draft so much, you know, um, I don't in positional value, positional needs. I, I, I really don't think that I don't think tight end was a need at all. I, I, if we could have got, um, even a different tight end, if we, if we would have addressed that position, like in round five, six or something like that, that would have been different. And I would have loved to pick in that case, but I just don't like where we drafted him. I think that was a too high for just him as a player and then too high for the position. Um, I mean, you're looking at it from a positional standpoint. I mean, it's logical. And also who we have on our roster, I can see where you're coming from. Um, uh, Me And I I do agree, you know, Dulcich, a player is good. He's going to bring something you know, he's going to bring, he's going to bring vertical, you know, quickness to that tight end room. He's just quickness in general. I mean, he's, he's a really solid, you know, complete tight end. I know there's been some argument and debate over, you know, how good he is at blocking, pass blocking, run blocking. Um, I know some fans are a little upset about that, especially, um, you know, what Noah Fant uh, was lacking there in the, uh, the block, you know, passing game but um you know for me it has to be luke wattenberg i i honestly i won't hold back that was far and away my least favorite pick i hope i'm wrong he's gonna be a good i mean don't get me wrong he's easily gonna make the 53 he's gonna be a good depth piece um he's gonna be he's gonna slide right there behind whoever wins the center job whether it be you know cushionberry glasgow or possibly even quinn Miners. but you know he's gonna slide in there be a second or third string um, he's definitely going to make it considering we just let go of, you know, Austin Slotman, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it was one of those things where you watch his tape and you, you know, you see clips of him at the senior bowl and I was just really disappointed with that pick. It does. It didn't make sense to me. I get that you're taking a risk on him. I know he's played good at times. I just didn't, I really understand that pick at all. I feel like we could have made me address like a different position, possibly took like an inside linebacker there. Um, I know we're not in the super need of more inside linebackers considering our um, defensive set, you know, setups and how we're approaching that um, area. But like, I don't know, that pick was easily my least favorite, you know, for those who have asked me, Luke Wattenberg, uh, center slash guard out of uh, Washington, definitely my least favorite pick. I hope he proves me wrong, though. I mean, I, I love my Broncos, but that if I had to pick a least favorite pick, it's definitely going to be him. You know, I'm, I'm glad you addressed that because and now that I think of it, if I had to pick, because, and again, I look at I look at the draft more through like a positional a positional need standpoint and a positional value standpoint. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick a player just based on nothing but the film and the player itself, I would say I would say Wattenberg as well, just because and, and two, I mean, interior O-line wasn't really a need. And then two, yeah, I mean, you just look at the tape and I mean, there's a, there's flashes there's things to be excited about 
but he's not really a player that I would for I, I can really forecast being a big contributor on this team. And again, like you said, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it, it, yeah. And I, I think from a, just a player film, uh, just the player itself standpoint, I, I would have to go Wattenberg. I mean, to me, the way the whole thing looked was like, they possibly wanted to take that position higher to be more confident in the interior um, with their interior depth. But I feel like possibly someone took that player that they wanted and they were hoping it was sliding to them. And so this, this pick honestly looks like they were just trying to, you know, fill, fill that, that need that they had in their mind before the draft started. And just, you know, this, this pick honestly just looks like it was more of like a panic pick and they just wanted to fill that need that they wanted to address instead of, you know, taking BPA. Yeah, I agree that that's, that's pretty spot on analysis, you know, I think that, yeah, it was definitely more or less just uh, I and I, I like that you brought up the word confidence because it don't get me wrong. I think there's definitely still uncertainty at interior O-line, but I think yeah. it's good as of now. I wouldn't necessarily have addressed it and I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have addressed it with that pick, but um, I, I, I do, and I, I do, I can at least understand where like George was thinking from, uh, just a depth standpoint, you know, I, I mean, I guess, and from that standpoint, I mean, you can never have too much depth. So totally agree. So with that being said, um, that is a, a result. That is the end of our Q and a today, answering you guys' questions. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, that was, it was fun as always trading, answering uh, your guys' questions on here. I'm really excited about the rookie class, honestly. I mean, um, you know, even though we were a little honest with, you know, some picks that we didn't like today, doesn't mean that we're super excited for, for the youth of this team in the future, you know, that that is up ahead. And so um, with that being said, make sure you guys check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor. Make sure you follow, leave a rating. Um, let us know how we're doing. Give us any suggestions of what you want to see in future pods. Um, thank you for supporting as always. Love you guys. Until the next time. Peace.